The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of Kevin Jordan or his guests. These gardening tips and suggestions may work for you, as well as those from alternative sources. When using any garden products or tools, read and follow all label directions. And learn how to make your yard summer strong at BeWaterSmart.info. The Green Acres Garden Podcast is the podcast dedicated to helping gardeners hone their growing skills while we celebrate our love of plants. So whether you're new to growing or a seasoned gardener, you're sure to learn something new. Join the fun as we have conversations with world-class growers, passionate green thumbs, and professional garden experts from Green Acres Nursery and Supply. Listen every week. We'll answer questions you didn't know you had. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is the Green Acres Garden Podcast. My name is Kevin Jordan. I'm your host. Back at it again with my co-host there, Austin on Audio. How's it going there, Austin? Hey, Kevin, and hello to everybody out there. Welcome back to the show. Kevin, what is going on this week? So I've been spending a lot of time in the garden. Yeah. I mean, I'm fried up to a crisp, but you know what? It was <laughs> worth it. Um, some tomatoes have come out of it, a lot of peppers, a lot of fruit. Uh, it's been a really fruitful, uh, pun Ooh. intended, uh, week out there. I'm telling you, it's tomato time, Austin. Yeah. So I've I been, brought uh, you some treats. Yeah, I've been snacking on them. They're so good. I really like basically every tomato you've given me. I've lost track of all the colors and, and smells and everything, but they all taste wonderful. Yeah, we'll have to do a tasting or something. We'll have yeah. to do a video for that. But um, no, it's been a great week. I mean, the weather, I mean, it's, it's the surface of the sun one day. <laughs> It is a beautiful spring day the next. I don't know what to believe, um, but I'm preparing for it's the heat again. Sacramento, my friend. I know, right? It's been up and down, up and down. I love it, you know, in a way, because I guess it's better than having every day over 100. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's been nice. So I'm loving it. Um, the garden is ripping. And this week we are bugging out. We, uh, we have a great little guest this week. Actually, a huge guest. Um, Baldo Villegas, yeah. the bug man. Um, Baldo is well uh, well known and renowned for his skills, not just growing, but uh, his, his bug knowledge. He is a retired entomologist and has one of the most amazing home gardens ever. I mean, 5,000 plus roses and a bunch of edible plants. Uh, he is the bug master, and this week I've come to him, uh, you know, kneeling down, hoping to learn from the master, Baldo. Um, it, I've been really looking forward to this. I've met him a few times, and every time I meet Baldo Austin, it's like one of those people you talk to, you smile just the whole time. By the time it, your, your cheeks are kind of hurting by the end of it because really great energy with him and a tons of experience and knowledge. And he does he does that thing that I kind of love where what? when I, I'll ask him a question and uh, he'll he'll answer it with with a, with a story. Yes. Yeah. Well, I like that, especially for, you know, putting a show together. It's always great when somebody speaks in story. And we've been fortunate enough to meet him at a couple of the events we've been to, like the rose pruning uh, thing that we went to and some other stuff. Uh, but it's it's finally time that we get to sit down with him for a proper interview. Uh, wasn't that great, Kevin? It was fantastic. Well, Austin, let me the interview. You makes me think of this. Austin, let me pitch you a question. Okay, if, what you if got? If I said, I have got bugs in my garden, what do you think about? What is that kind of emotion does that evoke in you? Uh, honestly, it's probably... Says, it's I got so bugs in my garden. It sounds not good. <laughs> right? It has like a negative connotation. So Kinda. this week, we are going to make that a wonderful positive statement where if you told somebody, hey, I've got bugs in my garden, it's going to mean something good because bugs are incredible. Uh, insects are amazing. Our lives depend on them. And Baldo is going to just kind of school me a little bit this week, and hopefully we can share that with people about how, how amazing most of these bugs are. And, and he'll get into it a bit, so I don't want to step on his toes a little bit. But 
I think by the end of this, hopefully we'll have we'll have some converts to the to the bug loving side and the side that also knows how to take care of some of those ones that are maybe causing some those troublemakers. Mm. So a little bit of both. Uh, we'll appreciate, but we'll also learn how to deal with them. So it, it's a great interview. I love that. Yeah. So we'll dive into that. But before we start our interview with Baldo, I actually have something fun for you today, Kevin. Ooh, I'm I've intrigued. got a friend who is going to call in in just a second, and they've got a question for you. Um, I was meeting up with my friend Jill over the weekend, and she had uh, some plant questions, and I said, don't ask me. Ask Kevin. So I scheduled her to call in. Pressure's on. Are you down for a a sudden death question? Dude, I am excited for this. Please. Oh, here she comes. This is my good friend, Jill. Jill, welcome. Hey there, Jill. Thanks for calling in. I heard you have a question. Yeah, Kevin, I might have two questions for you, but I'll start with the first one. So I'm like a lot of people, and I probably get a fair amount of my plant recommendations. um, And gardening tips from Instagram. And one of the tips that I came across recently was around pruning back basil when it's growing. So the suggestion was to basically prune it all the way down. Um, And if you do that, apparently you're supposed to get a super bushy basil growth afterwards. And so I was just curious if that was actually recommended or if you had other suggestions around just general basil maintenance. I love basil, Jill. I was actually out in the garden today, tiptoeing around my basil. I probably smell like basil a little bit right now. Um, Absolutely. You can prune it back really hard and that's totally fine. I think the answer, what you're getting out there is true and not true in a way. So when basil's really young, if you want to encourage it to get bushy, you'll see people uh, maybe prune that top lead to encourage, you know, more lateral lateral growth and more, um, more shoots to develop out of those first few nodes. But you don't have to do that. For me, with basil, I'm going to cut it back anyway. So usually I'll plant it in nice little nice little rows there in the garden. And it gets full pretty quickly. But when I do, I recently I've been cutting them back. I usually leave maybe a few inches of height, three to six inches of a little nub back. Um, from there, you'll see it re-sprout and regrow. And it will get bushy again and regrow as long as the weather is nice and sunny and warm. Uh, that basil is going to keep coming and coming. So you can cut it and come again. So the, in the, what you're getting on there on Instagram is true and not true in this case. Um, it is helpful to cut it back and to, uh, to encourage bushiness, but you don't necessarily have to. It's just part of the process for me. Uh, what do you think, Jill? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and yeah, the three to six inches is definitely a helpful guide. Um, I'm glad to hear that, you know, maybe there's some like truth in what I've been um, exposed to on Instagram um, for for basil. Um, but no, that's super helpful. I really appreciate it. And um, I think I'll try that in my garden. Well, yeah, don't worry about it. Cut that basil back uh, nice and hard, but just make sure you leave a little bit behind. It will heal up and it'll just come right back for you. Thank you. Jill, did you have another question? I did have another question. Actually. Okay, go for it. Please. Thanks, Kevin. Um, so my question is around deadheading lamb's ear and just general maintenance of lamb's ear after it's flowered. Um, I planted a bunch in my front yard this past year and it's done phenomenal. It's it's spread, it's super bushy and um, it all flowered. They're beautiful purple flowers and yep. that was really nice. And now it's so dried out. The entire bush looks, the leaves are dried. The, what were purple flowers are all really dried out. And it just, 
doesn't look very pretty anymore. And so I was curious if there's a recommendation around whether or not I should be deadheading those like floral stalks um, and also what to do with all the dried leaves. Great question. I love that plant. It's, I mean, it's water wise, loves the heat, loves the sun, and it blooms like wild. Uh, prune them back. Absolutely. You can cut those flower stems back pretty low. Um, I would follow it back as far as you can get um, back to the main body of the plant. If you have a lot of foliage that looks really damaged or it's just curled up and completely dried up and you know, and just done for, you can cut that back as well. Um, you know, check your irrigation, make sure you're giving it a deep watering right now, even though they are water wise, if you want to encourage some new growth right now, it's going to take probably a little bit of, uh, you know, additional irrigation uh, if you haven't already given it, but yeah, prune it back a little bit. Those ones are really, really robust. I'm sure you've seen it season to season where it kind of, kind of ebbs and flows and it just regrows, regenerates from that base again. So no worries about pruning on that one. You can be uh, pretty aggressive to a certain point. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I was, um, yeah, I was just out there. I cut a few of the stalks back and then just figured before I did any more work on the plan, I, I, I really wanted to just check in with you on that. So thank you for, for those tips. My pleasure. You know, and it'll really, it'll really help when you cut that uh, material out of there. It'll make space for just new, new growth to come. So it'll definitely be worth it. Great. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, hey, call back anytime, Jill. All right. I will. I appreciate your time. Yeah, All thanks right. for stopping in. Thanks, Jill. Thank you. All right, see you Bye. later. All right, and big thank you to Jill. Thank you for calling in. That was so much fun. Now let's go ahead and switch gears. Uh, Kevin, we had, like you said, an amazing interview with Baldo. Anything you want to say before we jump into that? Well, that was really fun. Uh, Jill, that was a great yeah. time. Um, but you know, with Baldo, I think he's going to bring that bug action. So there's so much to learn. He has so many years' experience. He's, his passion started as a young lad. So it's one of those people where it's, I mean, he lives and breathes it. He, he is the real deal and he's got so much knowledge to share and he's a bit of a character too, like in a yeah. fun way. Yeah. So, um, and you know, now he is a permanent friend of the show. So I'm so happy to share his interview with people. All right, let's jump into it. This was our interview with Baldo at the Green Acres in Citrus Heights. We sat down with him for a while to talk everything bugs. Here we go. Hey, Baldo, how's it going? It's going great. Well, first off, thank you so much for making time with us. I've been looking forward to speaking with you because I love bugs, but honestly, I don't know enough about them. And I've, I know that you are the person to come to. You are the bug master. So uh, how you been? It's been great. Uh, I've been uh, weeding my garden. I've been uh, enjoying my roses, uh, lots of blueberries. I have about 30 varieties of blueberries and a whole bunch of uh, blackberries. And uh, in the last... Three weeks has been great. Yeah, the harvest is coming in. I'm, yeah. I'm just, it's just now starting for me as well. Uh, so I want to talk bugs, bugs, bugs. Uh, first, why are you the person to talk to? What it, tell us a little bit about your background. Where did you get this wild fascination with insects, and how did you learn all this? <laughs> well, I uh, I used to collect them in Mexico when I was a kid, and I I grew just fascinated by by uh, insects, especially beetles. And uh, I used to just enjoy collecting them because very, they were very colorful and they were very uh, different shapes and everything. And, and when I came to the, to the U.S. Uh, uh, in high school, um, uh, we were required to do an insect collection and uh, I was able to do it just in half an hour. You know, the insect collection that uh, normally would require a semester. And um, because I knew the insects. I knew, but I didn't know the scientific names. 
Um, and then uh, I got introduced to a prof uh, teacher there, and then he became my mentor. And he encouraged me to, um, to go on. What's so important about insects for, from a gardener's perspective? Why, why are insects so vital to our gardens? Um, and how can uh, our knowledge about that help us you know, with greater harvests? Well, you know, insects are very important because um, they're great pollinators. 98% uh, of the insects that you're going to see out there are either um, uh, neutral, they don't do any harm, they, they just come up to your plants to take a, a sip of the nectar and pollen, and in doing so, they pollinate the plants. Uh, so as a pollinator, they're very, very important. Not just honeybees, but all 98% of the insects. There's a small fraction that um, are pests, and those are the ones that gardeners um, you know, can be, um, can be a, should be aware of. But there's a lot, of, a lot of beneficial insects also out there that help in the control of, um, of some of the 1% the of the insects that you all see out there. All those troublemakers. Yeah, all the troublemakers. So it's, um, it's kind of semi-important to know what type of insects you see out in your garden, but don't worry about all the insects that you see. Most of them are not going to hurt you. They're not going to, just leave them alone. They let them do their job. Um, uh, and, you know, just enjoy their, their presence. How can a normal person like myself, a normie, um, how can we identify an insect if we don't know it, um, if it's new out in the garden? What is the best um, path to take um, for the average person to identify something, um, to figure out exactly what it is, and hopefully take course of action? The best thing is always to have a sample. Okay, collect a sample in a jar, in a Ziploc baggie. Uh, be careful, some of them will sting you, so be careful, you know, if it's a wasp or you know, a bee, it will sting you. Uh, um, take the sample and then, um, you know, you can go to a local nursery and if you have some of the certified uh, nursery person, uh, they might be able to help you. Uh, at the Green Acres, uh, you know, they have, uh, you know, specialists that um, know something about insects and who to contact. Um, now, that would be the one course of action. The other one is to take it to a county agricultural commissioner's office. And every county in California has an agricultural office. And right next to the office, there's usually a, a UC extension service office. And between the Agriculture Commissioner's Office and the, and the UC uh, office, they can help you. Good, okay. So identification, very important. What do you think, right now we're uh, in the middle of our summer, what are the summer bugs that maybe we should be keeping an eye on or an eye out for right now? Recently I, I, um, I, I identified some spider mites Spider mite damage. Those little uh, Yes. Uh, aphids, uh, it seems like uh, I, I keep identifying aphids, especially right now. Um, curly leaves on plum, plum trees. Um, they still have aphids in there. Uh, people complain about white flies, and then I said, I, are they really white flies? And uh, anyway, so I tell them how to identify white flies, the little tiny white things that fly uh, in the air, I said, just keep your mouth shut, and they're not, you know, <laughs> they're, they're not going to um, swallow them. Um, uh, leaf hoppers, um, 
uh, they're uh, in grapes, um, they're starting to show up. Um, uh, hard and soft scales, I, I had a conversation with somebody and um, they were asking me about um, how to control um, soft scales on their uh, plum trees. And I said, well, it's a little bit late. Um, you should have done that in the, in the spring, I mean, the, in the winter. With, with like a dormant spray? With or a, a dormant like a spray with oil. Uh, horticulture oil. And then um, um, uh, somebody asked me about mealybugs, and then I, you know, I told them, uh, uh, you know, wash the plants. Um, uh, so uh, wash it, like physically wash it with just yes, blasts of water? Yes, what I do is um, take it outside. Um, they were talking about uh, house plants, and I said, well, take the house plant outside, and then uh, just wash it with water, and then just make sure that you don't see any, um, any of the um, the curly white uh, uh, mealybugs. The uh, sucking insects, uh, such as stink bugs, um, I've been seeing them in fruit that's been freshly picked. Um, uh, bug cylinder bugs, uh, this year has been tremendous. And there's two types of lady uh, bug cylinder bugs. One is called a shoulder bug, and the other one is the regular uh, lady. Uh, what plants are you finding them on? The um, maples, maples are a magnet for bug cylinder bugs, and the coral uh, tree is the one that you find the, uh, uh, the two shoulder bug. Um, and then milkweeds uh, right now galore, and of course the, uh, the milkweeds have a lot of aphids. The yeah, mine aphids. get covered with those orange yeah. aphids. Yes, that's where, uh, you know, that's where I'm I've been identifying aphids. Uh, spittle bugs, I still saw, I've been seeing spittle bug, uh, um, they're, they're like somebody spit on the plant. Our rosemary get covered with them at the yes, school. Yes, but yes. But they're, for the most part, it's small gone. numbers, they're gone. not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, wash weird. them off. Yeah. Wash them off. Uh, flower trips, um, um, flower trips uh, do damage to the petals of flowers. You know, they, they have these brown tracks. It's just like a rotator going through a, a, the petal of roses. And then when uh, hair hits it, then the, the, the damage turns brown. And then, the, you know, that's very common. Um, um, mosquitoes are a big problem. That too. might be my least favorite insect. Yeah. Even though, I, I mean, I know they play an important role in yeah. the world, but uh, mosquitoes, man. Oof. And then somebody sent me pictures of their legs covered with bites. So I said, uh, when was this happen? And said, so oh, this is in May, in May and June. I said, where do you live? And said, oh, and then they said, um, those are, um, um, I told them they were um, uh, uh, noceums. Noceums come in when, like in Davis, in the month of May. Um, noceums come out of the ground. They're little flies that um, in, they're in the ground. And they're voracious. They have um, their mouth parts are like um, scissors, and they they bite you. And then they, with those scissors, they they make these wounds, and they're very painful. And um, whereas the mosquitoes, when they insert their proboscis, they um, they anesthetize the area, so you don't feel. They numb you a little bit. Yeah, they numb That's you. That's nice of them. Yeah, but um, uh, deer flies and uh, uh, these uh, noceums they do a lot of damage to your body because of the scissor-like. Uh, and you can and tell by the bites on that person's legs? Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, she wasn't blaming something else. I said, no, no, no. 
what are, for right now, for the, the typical summer vegetable garden, what do you think are the top two or three, you know, worst offenders? What are they, and how do we approach taking care of them? Okay. Um, number one, spider mites. That's a big problem in uh, uh, a number of uh, vegetables, like watermelons and tomatoes. And, and, and the signs are, for them will be what? Um, the uh, russet uh, leaves uh, or, or uh, salt and pepper type uh, look on, of the upper side of the leaf. If you turn it over, you're going to see some webbing on the underside, and you're going to see the, um, the spider mites moving around. Uh, water is the, the, just wash them off. Uh, what I do is I get, get a water one, and then I wash the undersides of the leaves. Um, okay, number, that's number one. Um, uh, number two, uh, hornworms on tomatoes. Um, now, I haven't seen any in my garden, but, um, uh, you know, people ask me about them. Um, whenever I go into a garden, I always find uh, cabbage worms in the cabbage or, you know, so when I see the little white butterflies flying around, yeah. those are the... So what I do is I, um, uh, um, I turn the leaves over in the cabbage, and then I look for green caterpillars, especially if you see some fresh damage and you see some poop. That frass. The frass. Okay? Then that is indication that you have uh, some active in, uh, worms in there. So those are, uh, and the uh, uh, stink bugs are just there all the time on a number of, uh, of plants. And again, uh, with them, uh, the soapy water method is, um, you know, a, a bucket of water and just dropping them in, in soapy water is, is the, my method of control. And so when you say soapy water, you're dropping them into a vessel and they're kind of like yes, going I, into a place? Yes, I have little buckets. And then I have detergent nearby, and I just put some detergent into the buckets, and then I fill the bucket maybe uh, one-eighth of a, an inch, well, one-eighth uh, of the, the size of the bucket. And Now, this and is I, not to be confused with insecticidal soap? No, 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 no. This is just a, a, a dish detergent. Perfect. Yeah. Um, but I also recommend people to have some insecticidal soap for some of the things that are more difficult to control. Um, and again, if they read the directions, it tells them exactly what to do. Um, you know, make sure that you know what you can read the directions in. The, because if you're going to spray some of the insecticidal uh, oils, if you spray them when it's hot, you're going to burn the foliage of your, of your plants. And I have done it. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but I have done it. And I, I didn't think the day was hot enough, but it happened. I don't like to spray any chemicals. Um, I have not sprayed any chemicals in my garden in, ten, in more than 10 years, uh, more like 12 years. And why is that? Um, I want to prove to people that you can have a, an edible landscape. I have um, edible plants throughout my garden. That's what I do, is I like to be able to, um, to enjoy my garden and, and, and eat my garden. You know, I have my salsa garden right next to my roses. 
Well, Baldo, I want to thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and honor to meet with you again and, and talk with you and learn from you. I love it. Hopefully we can have you back again. Anytime. Maybe talk some roses. Anytime. All right. Thank you so much. All right, Kevin, we are back. That was our time with Baldo. Big thanks to Baldo. That was amazing. Kevin, what is running through your mind after listening back to that? Man, uh, so much. Baldo had so much to teach me, and probably and then some. I, we got to scratch the surface a little bit, but I, here's what I came away with. Bugs are awesome. They're not that bad. The majority of the bugs in our garden are actually really either good or they're neutral, so they're not harmful at all. And some are uh, quite beneficial. The ones that are the bad bugs, you know, those those peak offenders, they're very few and far between. And so it's really it's a matter of understanding what are those insects, you know, your aphids, your scale, um, some of the caterpillars out there, um, you know, the white fly, the spider mites. Those are the ones in our area right now that are, are going to be doing the most damage. So it's important to figure out which ones are the harmful bugs, identify them. And then take a, you know a proper course of action, and, and oftentimes it doesn't mean going and grabbing the harshest chemical or pesticide you can find, and then spraying every plant in your garden. It's about being very targeted. So sometimes it's pulling bugs off by hand. Other times it might be using, um, you know, pruning or removal of a plant or a jet of water to blast a branch free. Um, and if you do have a problem and you can't do that with all those steps, then that's when you go to a nice organic spray, your neem oil, your, your insecticidal soaps. Uh, say that 10 times fast. <laughs> um, and, and even then, you're going to be very targeted. Um, because even those organic ones can hurt beneficial bugs, Absolutely, right? right? So just because they're organic doesn't mean they're not pesticides. So when you do use those, you know, say a neem oil to try to kill some aphid, you know, spray it at night. And that's when the pollinators aren't as active and they're kind of down for the night. And so you really want to be very selective and targeted in your approach. We really, we really want, we want bugs in our garden. Having back to the beginning, bugs in your garden is a great thing. And that's what we want. We want more bugs in the garden. Um, but hopefully a little less of those bad bugs and a whole lot more of those good bugs. And, you know, and even the neutral bugs, they're all part of this mm-hmm. complex, you know, ecosystem and food web. And that's what we want in habitat for all this different wildlife from the hummingbirds to the bees, to the moths, to the beetles and flies, you know, all these different insects that sometimes go unseen even. And sometimes we you know we focus on all the beautiful ones, but there is a whole unseen world of creatures out there. And it's really fun to kind of get wrapped up in it. And talking with Baldo, you could really tell instantly, not only that he knew his stuff, but that he was really enthusiastic and passionate um, about his pursuit of knowledge. He was talking about how he would just spend all hours in, you know, in the museum just looking at bugs and you know, reading different you know, articles and just hours after hour after hour of learning about it. And it really has shaped his life. And so I think uh, you know, and it, for him, it really, he got encouraged early on. And I think maybe to some of our listeners, if you've got children, grandkids, you've got you know, nieces or whatnot, uh, nieces and nephews and all those you know, kids in our lives, Support them. You know, bugs are cool to, you know, to young folks. They learn so quickly, especially when it comes to patterns and all these different things. They will learn about the, all the different, you know, families of bugs, the beetles, the moths, the butterflies, the wasps, the flies. They will learn really quickly. They're rapid learners. So get them out there. Get them collecting bugs, hopefully safely. Uh, capture them live. Be safe. And then you, know, you can, the kids can sketch them. They can, you know, you can look at them. You can talk about them, observe them, and then release them back into the wild. Uh, and then maybe eventually even get, you know, deeper into it. But, you know, 
I highly encourage uh, our listeners. Uh, if you're a grown-up child like myself, you can learn about bugs too <laughs> right now. But uh, but especially you know share it with the ones you love. Uh, bugs are awesome. Enjoy them in your garden, and then take care of those bad ones as soon as you notice them. So it's really about appreciating the ones you have, and then noticing when those bad ones come in and taking care of them as soon as you can. All and so right. that's what I learned from him. And like I said, there's so much more to learn from Baldo, but it was a great time. We were actually there. I mean for an hour and a half, two hours, having a wonderful conversation. Yep. I know we had the, just the best time. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. Uh, I can tell you got inspired all over again. And oh, yeah. I just hope our listeners, um, you know, get out there and just start looking around. Find all those bugs. They're out there. Just go find them and discover them. Have some fun. Learn about how good they are and the best practices for dealing with the problem ones. That's it. That's all we have time for this week. Kevin, go ahead and take us out. Well, thank you so much to our guest, to Jill for calling in. Baldo, thank Thank you, bud. It was great having you. And thank you to our listeners for being here. I cannot wait to have you all back next week. You know, I know we're right here in the middle of summer, but things are just ramping up. I'm loving it. We're going to be harvesting, eating, and having a great time. Uh, Until next week, garden friends, happy gardening to each and every one of you. And please never stop growing. 